Today with Jessica Q. Moore, once and again, is a short film played at the LGBTQ Plus Film Festival. So uh, I was reading your director's statement, and it said that the film had a, it was this is like an assignment had to focus on on three elements: it, uh, mode of transportation, an object, and a color. And yes. uh, and so, what was this for? Like a forty-eight hour film challenge? Like what was the project? Oh, so uh, I was getting my master's degree, my MFA at CCNY, City College of New York up in Harlem, okay. uh, which is a two-year program. And in our, I think this was our first year, like spring semester project, um, we had to <laughs> do, we had to, we were given the three elements, basically. Oh, gotcha. Um, which is, as you said, the mode of transportation, the color and an object. And so we picked them sort of out of a hat or out of a, out of a bucket. And so I picked yellow scarf and train. And so I immediately, uh, made me start thinking and gotcha. now we have once and again. So someone who lived in New York city, uh, the, like you're, it is, you shot in a subway. You can tell that you shot, um, what, what was the subway station that you shot in? Oh, so it was a couple. So first we shot in uh, West 4th okay. Station, which is like if anyone's been in a West 4th Station, it's pretty like packed <laughs> a lot of the times. And um, and we shot on the F train. We went up the F line towards uh, Roosevelt Station. So okay. we were on like 63rd and 5th or something station, the one where there's like artwork and murals up on the wall and there's it's really spacious it's one of the new stations the newer stations that were created and I always when I I would come down from work because I used to work in the Upper East Side and come down on the Q or the F line and it was just like really beautiful these like some of these stations and I was just like oh I have to shoot here and and actually one of the in one of the stations we were shooting at, the police, I think it was Westport, the police were just sort of trying to usher us to leave and yeah. get off the station. So we were just quickly trying to get some of the shots and then move on to the next subway station. So yeah, you just, so you raised the kind of, it was like a, almost like a run and gun shoot. Like you obviously didn't get a permit. So you just kind of shot the scene uh, well, as much as, as best as you could, I guess. Well, yeah, absolutely, it was run and gun, but the storyboard was already planned out beforehand because I already mm -hmm. had, um, I already had in my mind the stations that I wanted to shoot. Like I knew I either wanted to shoot West Fourth or Canal Street Station because they're they they have the stations where you can see across the way to see who's on yeah. the next platform because the whole point is like you know Tasha the main woman sees someone that she might know across the way. Yeah. And so there are couples, there's a lot of stations like that, but there are a couple I wanted to shoot in. And so those are it. And then there was a couple stations with artwork, which like there's one on the queue line um, in the Upper East Side, which I talked about. And then there's that sort of escalator and tunnel hallway at the end that's on the F line near Roosevelt Station. So, and in terms of lighting, so you had everything storyboarded. So you you knew you know the the world of the underground in uh, New York City. So you kind of knew where you wanted to shoot, how you're gonna so even on the subway, like kind of the angles. But yes. then the lighting, the lighting is actually pretty good down there, isn't it? Like for shooting. 
<laughs> well, oh, it depends. So it depends which station you go to. And then also what angle, like where you're putting gotcha. the actors. Obviously, we put the actors as close to the mm. lights as possible so that we could at least get an exposure. But we did. So like, obviously, we didn't um, uh, like unscrew or mess with the lighting in the station itself. But we definitely played a little bit with... Um, where we wanted that the actors to be like Tasha at the end you see her sort of come in and out of darkness at the end and that tunnel like where the lights were allowed for that to happen so it was very like um on the ground very like realism sort of filmmaking that we were trying yeah. to evoke here and it totally works and in terms of the first like it's almost the film's almost in two halves right where mm -hmm. the first part is that she's as the audience, the audience thinks that she's a stalker, right? Like, what's going on here? Like, is she up to no good? And like, because you, you're just seeing somebody kind of like <clears throat> voyeuring on somebody else, right? So you're thinking the worst, mm -hmm. or or at least I was, and then other people might as well. And then the second half is really kind of this bittersweet love story, I guess, right? Like about, right. there's obviously a connection, but then they know that there's, it, it can't, it's a good fleeting moment, but it's not like a, it's not going to last for, for long, I guess. Right. And like the first half, it's definitely more of that mystery feel like what's yeah. going on. There's something. Is this a thriller? What is this? What's going on? And then we see that like, no, this is this is someone who has lost something. This is like a romantic connection that has been lost. And that's really where I wanted to focus on is because um, in one of the earlier interviews, uh, like the written one, I, I had said that it's that feeling that like you're walking around and you think you've seen someone that you know, yeah. but you're not sure. But it's like, what if you actually acted on that feeling? And then what if it's someone who you were in love with <laughs> years ago, who's like wearing the same scarf and, you know, and you remember each other? But it's one of those things where, like, it takes a certain personality or character to act on that. Because a lot of us would just, you, you, you get scared. There's that mm -hmm. fear, right? When you see someone that you haven't seen in a long time that you're perhaps intimate with or you're, you had a connection with, you had a relationship with. You see them and it's like there's a weird feeling that goes on in your body when you see someone from the past. And yeah, it's butterfly. It's yeah. like butterflies and churning in your stomach. <laughs> yeah, it just, but it's also like you just, it takes you back to those, mm -hmm. to that, to that time, right? And then sometimes a lot of us don't want to deal with that, right? So we like won't run away. But your character mm -hmm. has this kind of like, even though it's a four minute film, you can tell this character's got some, she's got some gusto, I guess. If that, I don't know if that's the best way to put it describe her. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's definitely bravery in yeah. saying that you know, you're going after your past, basically. Yeah, exactly. So there's definitely, there's definitely bravery in like wanting to commit to, um, you know, like asking that question or seeing them again, or, you know, confronting that. And so, yeah, there's definitely bravery there. And I would say um, the actress, uh, Sharon, um, she was just amazing. Both of the actresses were amazing and just like in their connection, but like even the way I, I just told her, she was like, okay, 
how many years has it been since I've seen this person? I'm like, it's been like 10, 20 years. And she's like, got it. I know what to do. And so they instantly like had that chemistry and they instantly just knew what to do with like just basic information that I gave them about the background of the characters. Yeah, exactly. So where did, in terms of your, where did those two characters, where did you find them? How did you, uh, how did you cast them? Oh, great. So the producer, actually Nella Wagman, um, who was also a CCNY student, the, she she also has um, short films of her own as well. But um, Nella was, it was a, also a theater person. So she has so she has a lot of like connections and knowledge in like the acting world because like she was also an actress. She was also a theater director. She's also in film. And so she was like, hey, I have the perfect people to play this because there were actually the the film was in two parts before. So the first part um the first part that was filmed was like oh when they were younger and they're like in their 20s and the woman proposes to the other woman like in the train and then she runs off and like that's the end and then this sort of like part 2 with the three elements like this one is like the 20 years later and it's like in the train still gotcha but then you cut you scrap that though yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's two different films. It wasn't, it was never like going to be shown together. Oh, gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Films, but it's like a part one and a part two, but uh, I never showed the part one, but it's just a part two. And so do you, but do you, did you, did you, have you filmed the part one? You filmed the part one? Uh, Nella filmed the part one actually. Oh, gotcha. Because we were uh, partners for the films but she filmed the part one and I directed, I wrote and directed the part two and she produced it. Oh, gotcha. So then there's, so, but then, but then that, that, so that film exists then. It does exist. It is somewhere. It is somewhere, but it hasn't been finished. Probably yet. in a hard, it's probably in a hard drive. <laughs> gotcha. But do you, but do, do, do they plan on finishing it or no? I could, I should ask. That's actually a really good question. Yeah. Yeah, no, because there's, there's something there. They have they, there's a good chemistry. There's a good chemistry between the two characters. They are they they are they're like they're almost like oil and water, but they connect at the same time. If that makes sense. They mm. there's a difference, but then there's a connection at the same time. Yeah, and I should also shout out the cinematographer Zainan Lindsay, um, who just understood the shots that I wanted to get and understood how to you know, move with like lighting that was already set up, use the lighting that was already there yeah. in the train station. And it was just a, it was a good team to just come together, which like, you know, filmmaking, you don't really do it in a vacuum. It's collaborative. Oh, hundred so, percent. And they, yes. they shot it all on a handheld, I'm assuming. It was all. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. It was on a Canon, I think. Gotcha. And was there, when you were on the, on the especially the subway specifically, it is New York City, so there's a lot of camera going on. There's a lot. Where was anybody kind of like, as soon as somebody in the background kind of notices the camera and starts paying attention to it, the the shot your shot's done, right? You can't use your shot. Was there any of those situations that that occurred while you're shooting, especially on the subway, where people are paying oh. attention to the camera? 
I, I think maybe because I know the subway so well, so intuitively, because I'm, I'm from Bed-Stuy, so I've like grown up in the subway system, that I know when to shoot okay. <laughs> in the subway, basically. So we were shooting like morning, early morning to midday. And it was like a Saturday or Sunday. Okay. So it was less people on the subway and, you know, than usual. So it wasn't like your normal weekday traffic or rush hour. Yeah. So even if we caught someone way down the line, like way down the lens, looking at the camera, you, you, you don't really note, you don't really notice it, or you can just, you know, quickly get another shot if you catch that. Okay. So the, the, they're on, you're on the subway, which is like I said, it's, it's amazing that you storyboarded it. It's really effective. It's like, almost like, it's like, I, I was, obviously it's an independent film, but it's almost like you, you had a permit and you had extras and it's, it's very well done. <laughs> Um, so kudos to you. Uh, I, I went to film school in New York and the first day of film school, they told you that guys just shoot anywhere in New York city. Don't worry about the permits. They, they told us that they just said like, don't worry about it. Just like you can shoot anywhere you want. And then it's like, yeah, yeah if there's a cop that bother you, don't worry about it. They're, they're going to be okay after a while. I don't know if that's that it, this is 25 years ago. So I don't know. I'm, I'm sure things have changed a lot. Uh, a lot yeah. of happened in the city in that time, but yeah. basically, I just I I chuckled when I heard that. <laughs> like, as a Canadian who we like regulations, that just doesn't. That's not the same. It's not the same thing, right? It's not the right. same. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In grad school, they do push that a lot about the legality of just like, yeah, you need the permits, you need the waivers, you need the things, and but like to shoot on in mm. a train station, you actually need you need like the insurance yeah, and then you need to get the permit and then it's like a whole thing. But um, actually when I was at DCTV, Downtown Community Television Center, when I was in high school, that's, I feel like that was kind of our vibe where it was like, okay, just shoot, just go out and shoot, get some footage. It doesn't matter. But you know, we were also high school kids, but like, yeah. So that was sort of the modus operandi. No, I like it. No, it's like it's like what what's the worst what's the worst thing that could happen, right? So yeah, you got yourself a good film, and uh, with the I'm I'm sure. I mean, so it was you the two actors and the DP? I guess right. It was me, the two actors, the DP, um, Nella, the producer, and the sound person. So, so you had a, you had a boom, or you just like. Yep. We had a, no, uh, yeah, we had a, yes, we had a boom on some shots, other shots. We had to have the lavalier. Yeah. So we had lavalier and a boom, but we just had to have a lavalier just because if we couldn't boom, you know, people, um, like across, yeah. a, across the, the station. So when you were in post, when you were editing the film, was there sound good? Like, did you, did you have to ADR or anything? Yeah. No. We didn't ADR anything actually. The sound was really good, but uh, as as you might have noticed with this with the sound, there's not much dialogue. Yeah. In the film, there's <laughs> only um two pieces. There's only two scenes that have dialogue in the film. So that's when they meet, and that's that was a uh, that was actually a little difficult because we always had to time it with the train coming and going because. We didn't want the train sound too much. Yeah. 
like this disrupting the dialogue so we had to wait for the train to go and then like catch it again and wait for the train to go and catch it again and then we added more train sounds and posts as if the train was leaving and so it was more like sound design choices that we made rather than ADR stuff and then of course the last uh dialogue uh scene was the last scene so tell me it's a nice sound design tell me about the sound design uh yeah I we really wanted to ground it in realism so the sounds of the train station the sounds of the train so obviously we had recorded sound like live sound from the set but then we and then but then there was like an addition and post by um adam adam hecklin and um the sound also has a soundtrack uh by uh so my friend Joshua Breslar did the soundtrack, okay. but uh, it's based off of Liebeslied, which is um, a movement, a song movement about like love and finding love and love loss. And so it plays on that same theme, but it's just a interpretation of that song on the violin. And so he's so he sort of composed it and then um the violinist, you know, interpreted the song and then uh Jacob Leventon uh mixed it for us. And so there's to make sure that the levels and everything was good and that it worked with the sound design. And so from then on, we were good to go. That's amazing. So then so who's the violinist? Oh, it's in my credits. Oh, no, but it was it was it somebody that like was it someone who goes to school or like was it somebody? Oh, it was um so it was Joshua Breslar's friend. Okay. Um, they none of them go to school, but Joshua has a master's in um uh percussion. Gotcha. Classical percussion, and so he has a lot of like friends who are musicians, who are sound mixers, who are sound technicians and engineers. And other um, like or orchestral musicians as well. So he sort of got the musician team together and yeah. got the mixing team together. Perfect. Yeah, it's a nice. It's a it's a nice film you got. You got like the self a really nice uh, four minute film that's based on three props that 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 for school and, and it's you're submitting out the festivals and you're getting some recognition. Like how's how's it feel? How does it feel? I, well, I saw um, the mm. reviews that people had about the movie. Oh, and I was festival, the audience. Yes. Yeah. And, and I just couldn't stop smiling because I was just like, oh, I didn't know if people would actually get it. But, you know, people actually felt really moved by it and didn't mind that there wasn't much dialogue and were and seemed impressed that like, there can be a complete story in such a short amount of time. And I, it made me smile. I, I think that's, I think that's really all I could like really dream of is that people at least watch the movie, Yeah, you know, I, you know, I don't care for, you know, too much, you know, hoopla or anything, but as long as just people watch the movie and kind of get it, then I, I love it. Yeah, that's what it's all about, right? Mm -hmm. So then, so then, so you're working on a film now. You're working on a, I, and you're, according to your blog interview, it said a ragtag group of queer vigilantes protecting the community. That sounds like a pretty good concept for a film. 
<laughs> so yes, we're actually shooting in February. It's another short film. Um, and I'll, and actually it's another short film where there's not a lot of dialogue, but, um, so it's a film about a vigilante, uh, queer group that protects the community. And then they summon this otherworldly, uh, being to help protect the community. Gotcha. And then it sort of challenges their, their ideas of like protection and acceptance and like, what is queerness? And yeah, we're really excited about it. And um, the style of shooting, it's like a kind of exploitation style and, you know, it's it's silent. And so it's a lot of like, it's a very aesthetic piece. There's a lot of drag performers that we've casted in the um, in the main roles. And so we're really excited about it. You're shooting it next, this this month or next? Like next soon? month, next month in February. Oh, terrific. Well, congratulations on the film and congratulations on that. It was great talking to you because it was like, I liked it, the idea of like something like, like um, simple in its concept where it's like, there's a universal emotion that we understand this kind of feeling where like we, we run into our people of our past. And then I like the way you did it, where it's kind of like a mystery kind of element. And then we get it. Everybody, I think everybody gets this type of story mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and you, it's really well shot and it's just, it's simple in its con uh, concept and it's just, it, it makes us feel, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, I think like Wino Warner Fassbender said like about simple concepts is like you can kind of do the most with simple concepts yeah. because they're so simple because you can put so many details into <clears throat> them and really focus yeah. on those details and the feeling. And the in your lead actress, uh, they're both great. But uh, is it Sharon? Is that her name? Sharon, yes. And then the other one's Carolyn. Carolyn, Sharon, yeah. Sharon's got a lot of screen presence. She she uh, she takes over the screen, which fits to her character, right? So the, yeah. she's a stalker. So <laughs> <just kidding>. but, <laughs> a stalker and, who's in love <laughs> and who's creepy, but then we we end up loving her in the end, right? So right, you you're sort of expectations change yeah she, she's got that arc and yeah uh, great screen presence so uh work with her again if you can oh yeah definitely i usually run into her in bedside <laughs> too sometimes so yeah cool. tell her the guy the guy from wild wild side said that she's got great great screen presence and she she needs to keep acting on stage i, I know she does a lot of stage work because i was mm -hmm. like researching her a little bit but tell her to keep doing film as much as she can i'll pass that message along yeah all right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Let's talk again when that film is made. I can't wait to see it and uh, wish you best of success with it. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you for this. One, two, three, four, five.